Hello, here we are at Satellite Cultural. It is a space which discovers art and culture worlds. We are thankful to Fred Fidelity Foundation, which make possible this art and culture podcast. At microphone, Nelly Fielmich. Today's podcast, Metaverse and more. Looking forward that all pieces of this puzzle will fit in the interlay. We have launched that in 2007, roughly a million people flocked to Second Life, eager to experience the three-dimensional web-based alternative reality launched four years earlier. Those users roamed around as customizable, cartoonish versions of themselves called avatars and enjoyed a wide array of activities. Take a listen to Kurt Vonnegut give up live talk, dance at popular nightclubs like Hot Leaks and Angry Nats, shop for both virtual clothes and real ones at the Armani store, visit reconstructions of famous landmarks like Rockefeller Center, have virtual sex and, most famously, speculate on digital real estate. After exchanging actual greenbacks for Second Life's Linden dollars, users were spending $100 million a year on virtual purchases, much of it on real estate. Early investors like former school teacher Elliot Grave, briefly famous under Second Life handle and shared chunk, possess Second Life real estate portfolios Reputatively worth $1 million or more as property prices speak. Brian Lebon, Second Life founder Philip Rosidel, secured a $100 million plus valuation for his startup and over $30 million in funding, including money from another man thinking intently about the internet's potential to change how we live. Jeff Bezos. Bezos liked sitting around with Rosada in real life, pondering what Second Life could become. We were thinking that we were going to be spending half of our time online as avatars, recalls Rosada. Creating a world like that turned out to be much harder than I thought, he says. For a time, Second Life made it seem like the metaverse, an idea for an immersive 3D world originally conceived in a 1990s science fiction novel, had finally arrived in our own world. It hadn't. 2007 marked Second Life's peak popularity. After that, its uses count playable. Then, empty, steadily lower, hampered by glitchy graphics, sluggish internet connections, and the emergence of a new popular place to congregate online, Facebook. While your second life still plots on today, reportedly with around 600,000 users, Facebook now has 2.9 million. 
Rosedon stepped aside in 2008. As for Bezos, he quickly turned his concentration to dominating the two-dimensional mainstream internet. And Amazon never set up an official presence in the second line. Today, another tech billionaire hopes to finally and more fully conjure up the metaverse. And ironically, it's the same person who helped bring about Second Life's win, Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. On the city on multiply fronts, Zuckerberg has pinned his trillion dollar company's future to creating a metaverse renaming Facebook as Meta. For simplicity, well, continue to refer to Zuck's company as Facebook in this story. Zuckerberg has said the concept will cost $10 billion this year, then more in future years, and expects the metaverse to lose money for the foreseeable future. The numbers are big, but Facebook has stomached those losses just fine. It netted $29.9 billion in profits on $86 billion in sales last year. Zuckerberg's project isn't earth-shattering new. Fragments of it have kicked around Silicon Valley for years. As the Second Life and Bezos' interest in the metaverse make it clear, but Facebook does have a couple things going for it that others in the past didn't. One is the ability to deploy more money in the next two or three years than the total of all the dollar spent on the metaverse during the pure 30 years. Another is a simple fact that we are all a great deal more comfortable with virtual communication now after working from home from much of the past 20 months. Our goal is to help the metaverse reach a billion people and billions of dollars in commerce in the next decade, Zuckerberg said on a conference with Wall Street analysts last week. Getting there, he noted, will be a long road. But what is metaverse? A boundless. 3D digital world access as easily as the internet, where we do things like hang out in a park, play a game, see a concert, or suffer through a work conference. Metaverse is a formature of meta, young, and first universe. Current ambitions are centered on addressing technological limitations modern, virtual, and augmented reality devices, as well as expanding the use of metaverse spaces to business, education, and retail applications. The metaverse has come to be criticized as a method of public relations building using a purely speculative, overheated concept basis on existing technology. Information privacy and user addiction are concerned within the metaverse, stemming from current challenges facing the social media and video games industries as a whole. 
and where the uh, idea come from. In 1978, MUDS and MOOS are multi-user virtual environments, often based on a map of content locations and described in text to the users who navigate through the environment and the puzzles with it. Here was the beginning of all the great future. A computer scientist named Jaron Liner first coined the term virtual reality in the 80s and the first applications for virtual reality or UVR were airlines, car makers, NASA and the military. They were the only ones who could afford the technology. Back then, a UVR headset might cost as much as $3 million in current dollars. Lanier estimated it was expensive and hard to come up with a business model to make enough money from an arcade situation, he says. The actual term metaverse comes from a best-selling 1992 science fiction novel, Snow Crash. Its author, Neon Stephenson, imagined a dystopian world where the book's main character, a hacker, pizza delivery guy named Hero Protagonist, travels back and forth from his grim reality to a 3D virtual cityscape. The metaverse that stretches for over 40,000 miles. Next, in 1993, the Metaverse was a MOO, a text low bandwidth virtual reality system operated by Steven Jackson's games as part of their BBS Illuminati Online. Around 1995, Active Worlds, based entirely on Snow Crash, science feat novel written by Stevenson, already here mentioned, distributed virtual reality worlds, implementing at least the concept of the metaverse. In 1999, Stevenson's work will later influence the Matrix series, continuing with history and later in 2003, appears Second Life was launched by Linden Lab. The stated goal of the project was to create a user-defined world like the metaverse in which people can interact, play, do business, and otherwise communicate. Next year, in 2004, X3D was approved by ISO as a successor to the virtual reality modeling language, UBRML, as the open standard for interactive real-time 3D, Web 3D. And for the users in 2006 was published Roblox, an online platform, and then the Ready Player One, a film that in 2018 Steven Spielberg film based on a book by Ernest Klein from seven years earlier appears in the public area. Suddenly, one of the ticons of internet then in 2019 
Mark Zuckerberg announced Facebook Horizon as a social UVR world. Aside from Second Life, the most realized examples of metaverses have come from video games. The most famous example of these online persistent game worlds is World of Warcraft, which has been going strong now for 70 years and it still has about 5 million playing subscribers. The place is a sword and sorcery geekdom with an untenable large social component. People have met their spouses playing the game. It's also a financial juggernaut. Activision Blizzard, the company behind World of Warcraft, has earned well over $8 billion in lifetime revenue from the game. Now on appears Snap, who has developed deeply into the space, too, also, but has focused its efforts on augmented reality, a slightly different concept than UVR. Augmented reality revolves around using your smartphone or special eyes glasses to augment the real world with virtual elements. Niantic's Pokemon Go game is the best known use of AR. The key difference is AR doesn't fully block out reality. A UVR headset strapped over your head does. And then welcome 2021 with Microsoft has jumped into the fray with Microsoft Mesh, a mixed reality software enabling virtual presence through Microsoft devices such as the HoloLens 2, that it will develop a work-focused metaverses, where its team's collaboration software will have UVR and digital avatars. Epic Games Fortnite which debuted in 2017, has probably come closer to a snow crash type metaverses than anything else. Fortnite players see its online battle royale scheme as a place to socialize. They chat audio and video features built into desktop computers and gaming consoles or through third-party apps, like Discord and virtual concerts from artists such as Marshmello, Trap Scott, and Ariana Grande have further widened its universe. By the way, if you are interested in knowing about them, you can reach them and, and talk about with them in Twitter. Turning around out to Compass, we followed the horizon and now to the Sun of East, a big influence in the 2021, South Korea announces the creation of a national metaverse alliance with the goal to build a unified national UV and AR platform. Amazing, don't you think? I repeat, a UVR and AR national 
platform. Crazy. It is real, not virtual, okay? Going ahead with the development, this 2021 is a great year for UBR and AR because the parent company of the social network Facebook is renamed from Facebook Inc. to Meta Platforms, as I appointed at the beginning of this essay. Its chairman, Mark Zuckerberg, declared a company commitment to developing a metaverse ecosystem. Various augmented and virtual reality concepts are presented, though much of the underlying technology remains in or has to enter. The biggest thing Zuckerberg seems to hope people will access his virtual world through UBR headsets, just as Hio did in Snow Crash. It is an important distinction. Fortnite, Second Life, and most other multiplayer online games are typically displayed on a PC monitor or TV connected to gaming consoles like an Xbox or a PlayStation. The rest of Zuckerberg's metaverse idea seems very much a work in progress, but he has shared images of a UVR office setting called Horizon, which will take advantage of the pandemic's shift to virtual work. Zuckerberg began laying the word work when he purchased Parmel Loki's Oculus, UVR headset maker for $2 billion. Facebook has since acquired more than a half dozen other UBR-focused startups, including within uh, Los Angeles-based boutique game developer, commitment over $1 billion to the ongoing shopping spree. Facebook, in fact, which has lost crown among younger users to TikTok and Snapchat is now focusing in winning place in this field for the next generation. While Instagram remains popular with teens, Facebook original app is increased attention around antitrust issues means Facebook likely can't buy any new competitors. If it wants an app to win back young people, it will need to build it itself. And Zuckerberg seems to feel a UBR center metaverse. We'll do this. We are tooling our team to make young adults our North Star, he said to Wall Street conference call. Moreover, talking about the metaverse provides a timely distraction from a whistleblower scandal, consuming much of the media attention around Facebook. Newer, more powerful microchips have improved UBR graphics, largely eliminating a problem dating back to the earliest consumer headsets in the 1990s. Their lagging image made some people nauseous, but even today's most sophisticated headsets still only track a limited portion of your body movements. As a result, avatars within UBR still look outward, particularly their faces. They so-called 
uncanny bunny effect. If we are all going to live in the metaverse, our digital selves likely need to be more appealing. There's also what Jeremy Bilesons, the founding director of Stanford's Virtual Human Interaction Lab, described as his 30-minute goal. That's the maximum amount of time he thinks someone should spend with virtual reality today. In my lab, after 30 minutes, everybody has to take the heads off and take a drink of water, touch a wall, talk to a real human, do something to reconnect with the real world, he says. But half an hour won't be enough for Facebook. It competes with social media platforms that draw in people for as much as 60 minutes a day. And if he extends the metaverses to replace all our time online today, that's more like three hours and up a day, according to our data and on internet consumption by Estatista, a statics research firm. Price is another thing. The single interaction of Facebook Oculus UVR headset released in September 2000-2000 retails for $299, half what its initial Oculus cost. But Facebook probably needs to continue lowering the price tag for the metaverses to reach a mass audience. Remember, Zuckerberg is targeting over 1 billion users by 2030, and getting to that mark probably requires even cheaper devices. And Zuckerberg still needs to give a reason for people to turn on the headset. No one has yet managed to do for UBR what Space Invaders did for Atari and Halo did for Xbox. Dream up a game or some other type of content popular enough to make a UBR headset feel like a necessary purchase. At the same time, Facebook must decide what type of content to allow in the metaverse. Considering this, Jaron Liner, the computer scientist credited as the father of virtual reality, offers some dark words of the subject. If you run the metaverse on a business model that's similar to the one that Facebook runs on, it'll destroy humanity, says Lehner, presently a research at Microsoft. I am not saying that theoretically that is a literal and specific prediction that humanity could not survive that. Let's say we avoid the fire and rhinestone. Circumvent journey into the metaverse, those nonetheless seem destiny to end with the future. Struggle over content moderation that could make Facebook current won't seem quiet in comparison. Thank you very much. Is everything for today. See you soon.